This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll This week I have two short stories for you. Here's the first one. In the town of Premishlan, there was a very simple bookbinder. whose name was Moshe. Now Moshe was very quiet, introverted, and everybody thought that he was just some simple Jew. But a few weeks after Moshe left this world, the Holy Rebbe, Rebbe Meir Premishlan, he went into a deep meditative state, and he went up into heaven to speak with his teacher, Rebbe Shmuel Shmelke of Nicholsburg who was one of the teachers of one of the greatest rabbis that ever lived, the seer of Lublin. And who does he see, sitting next to the Heidegger Reb Shmelke, up there in heaven? Moishele, the bookbinder. So Reb Meir says to him, Moishele, what are you doing here? How did you get here? And everyone in heaven shouted Reb Meir, and they said, Please, have a little respect. Didn't you hear the heavenly voice decree that from now on this man is to be called Reb Moshe? And everybody knows that the Heilige Premishlana was so humble that he never used the word I. He always referred to himself in the third person, so now he tried it again. Reb Meir is very sorry, Reb Moshele, but Reb Meir doesn't understand. He thought he knew you very well, but he never realized you were hidden Sadik. Please, Holy Master, Reb Moshele said, don't apologize. I'll tell you the truth. I was really just a simple bookbinder. I didn't know much Torah, and I really was just a simple Jew. To me, it was such a great honor to prepare these holy books. I knew that they'd be used by the greatest scholars, and I knew that anybody that just opened them would be learning Torah. So let me ask you, Reb Meir, do you know how to bind a book? The way you do it is you always have to trim the edges off the pages so that you can make the book straight. And these cut pieces, they just fall on the floor. But of course, you only cut off the parts of the pages that don't have any writing on them. So every day, I would trim the pages and then bind the books. And every night, I'd get down on the floor on my hands and knees and gather up all the little pieces that I'd cut off of the holy books. Of course, I thought these pieces were just blank pieces of paper. But blank or not, I kept saying... They did come from holy books, so I'd kiss every scrap of paper, take them all to the cemetery, and bury them as it's fitting for fragments of holy svarim, of holy books. Then two weeks ago, when I came up here to heaven, all those little pieces of paper were waiting for me, and for the first time I could see what was really written on them, and my reward for honoring those little pieces of paper is that I get to sit here next to the holy Rebbe, Rebbe Shmuel Shmelke, your teacher. You'll never know, you'll never know, you'll never know, you'll never know. Rabbi Avram Chaim was one of the top students of the Rebbe, Reb Moishele Leib Sosover. And he told the story about once when he was with his own Rebbe, Reb Moishele Leib Sosover, and the great Rebbe, Reb Leib Yitzchak Reb came to visit Reb Moishele Leib Sosover late on a Friday afternoon. Reb Leib Yitzchak said, I'd like to be with you for Shabbos. And Reb Moishele Leib Sosover said, well, if that's the case, then you're going to have to come with me, because I'm going to the water carriers to eat. Sir Avram Chaim, he thought to himself, that if his Rebbe, 
Moshe Lipsasavar is going to spend Shabbos with the water carrier, then the water carrier must be one of them, one of the Lamed Vav hidden tzaddikim the whole world exists for. So, Rav Avram Chaim asked if he can come, and Rav Moshe Lev Sasevar said, sure, why not? So they went out to the outskirts of the city. The water carrier and his wife had eight children, and all of them lived in a tiny little hole. Everything was crammed into one room. You know, it's kind of hard to live together like that. So, without saying anything bad, the place didn't smell so well. Rav Moshe Lev Sasevar he brought a little bit of wine, and Reb Levi Yitzchak brought two challahs for Shabbos. They all davened together, they made kiddush over the wine, and motzi over the bread. And when Reb Moshe Lesasever said, Do you have a little something to eat, the covet Shabbos, in honor of Shabbos? The wife of the Lamed Rav Sadik said to Rav Moshele, I knew you were coming, Rav Moshele, so I saved you some of my sauerkraut from Pesach. Sauerkraut from Pesach. It was the middle of the summer, and it goes without saying that there was no refrigerator back then. Friends, you can't imagine. She barely opened the lid of the jar, and Rav Avram Chaim almost fainted on the spot from the smell. But he knew better than to say anything. So first the wife gives a little bit to Rav Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev. And he starts to yell, Gan Eden! Gan Eden! Paradise! Then she gave a taste to Rav Moshele Sasevar, who with just the tiniest drop in his mouth, Mamish, he kneeled over and began yelling, Gan Eden! Gan Eden! This sauerkraut is straight from paradise. And then they gave a little bit to Rav Avram Chaim, and he barely made it to the door before vomiting everything he'd eaten since his bar mitzvah. And Rav Moshele Lev Sasevar comes outside to his student, and he helps him up to his feet, and he says, Let's face it, Rav Chaim, I knew that you wanted to come with us, but you're obviously not yet on the level. The greatest tzaddikim, even though they're in physical bodies and involved in this world, they're never really in this world. And to be on their level, you're on a totally different wavelength. So let's admit the truth, Rav Avram Chaim. Even though you're a great rabbi and a holy person, you're certainly not on the level to be able to be here with us at this Shabbos meal. So it's time for you to go back home.